My name is Tim Barkholtz. I work for ExxonMobil, and I'm working on technology for CO2 capture. At ExxonMobil, we're working on a range of solutions, including a new way to capture carbon at natural gas power plants. Learn more at energyfactor.com. Lift and peeved. Lift and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. It's a real world. It's a real world. It's a real world. I don't use it. Not in your vocab? Down to dog. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. We're a part of DailyMirror.com, also Almighty Baller Radio. With me today, Matt Craig. Matt, what's up? What's up? I guess uh, if I made it this far, three appearances, then I must be doing something right. Yes. Matt Craig is going to join us on Wednesdays, and Matt Craig is awesome. So you guys are in for a treat this season. Last night, the Thunder lost the first preseason game to the Houston Rockets, which is pretty painful, 104 to 97. The Rockets are going to be maybe the most insufferable team in the NBA next year, this season. <laughs> Chris I, Paul and Harden, it's just awful. I 100% agree with that. And the feud between the Harden camp and the Westbrook camp did not do itself any favors with that flagrant foul. Right. But what was Harden doing last night? That was, I don't think there's a ton to take away from that game. We're going to talk, we're going to talk more about it. But Harden was, was being so weird to me because he's like arguing with the refs. He has that stupid foul on Steven Adams where he pulls him down. And I guess Steven Adams is okay. But like, what is James Harden doing? It's just very odd. All, All I know is if you want to make Oklahoma City fans mad, Number one, you'd go after Russell Westbrook. But number two, don't go after Steven Adams. Okay, The, the big Kiwi has a 100% favorable rating uh, amongst Thunder fans. Don't go after the big fella. That's exactly right. Um, all right, so takeaways from last night. Number one, Carmelo Anthony can score the basketball, right? I mean, like, he, was, he yep. was really, really good. And he's doing it in all of the mellow ways. Like he's taking quick threes. He's taking shots from the mid post. He's just killing guys right in their face. Um, Raymond Felton, he's going to be a fine backup point guard. Um, I, I saw little that made me concerned about him. I think he's going to play a decent defense. I think he's going to be able to handle the ball a little bit. Uh, and then maybe my biggest takeaway is like Terrence Ferguson looks like a guy. Like he just looks like a guy that can come in and play a few minutes. I don't, I don't think he's going to play a big role this season. But I really thought he was going to be on the blue. Uh, a lot of it's his stature and his age and experience and things like that. But uh, last night, like he was really engaged defensively. Uh, he hit a few shots, uh, got to the free throw line. He, he looks like a guy. Matt, what did you think about Terrence? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to take too much away from, from one game. But he definitely looked competent. Um, I still think he'll spend some time on the blue. <laughs> you know, even even if he looks like a competent NBA player, it just makes more sense for him to uh, be on a team where he can do more things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, last night Russell Westbrook didn't play, Patrick Patterson didn't play, 
Alex Abrinas didn't play. Those are three more guys that are going to cut into those minutes. I just don't know if the minutes are there for Ferguson. Even if he, you know, even if he looks good, he's not going to get minutes from those three or Robertson or Adams or Carmelo or Paul George. Um, but the the idea that he looked good and when he could have looked bad, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, uh, <laughs> that you know that's always good. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll always take good performances. But I think. I don't know. I don't want to set expectations too high for him. The, the rookie, the rookie wall is very real in the NBA, um, and I think even if he starts out the season well, he's going to fade just because that's what rookies do. So I'm not, you know, I'm not putting any high expectations on him because of one preseason game. Yeah, that's probably the measured smart way to do it. I'm like, all right, Terrence Ferguson. Eighth man, be great. No, I I do think that they are. They need a tenth, eleventh guy on this team to come in and play. You know, a short spurt, maybe at the end of the second quarter or something like that. And I think he can come in and not embarrass himself. Unlike our man Kyle Singler, because (laughs) he really, it's just bad. Like I don't even, like I have no more words to say about him. He's zero for four from the field, two for four from the free throw line. Uh, it, I mean, I just think that mentally, like he's done, like he's toast, like this is it. Yeah. He's not getting, he's not getting any minutes this year. I just, I want to tip my cap though, to his agent or (laughs) manager, whoever was had the foresight to say, sign a five year deal while you can, that man deserves just a pat on the back and a giant Christmas bonus, uh, you know, even though we're in October, but he deserves all the credit for getting him locked up for five years because he's obviously untradeable because he's unplayable um, and you could buy him out, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the move. I mean, it's $5 million though. Like it's, it's almost nothing, but at the same time, it's a nice living for a guy that probably does not deserve to be in the NBA. Yeah. He's, he's basically there in case a trade comes up where they can use him as cap filler for whatever. And maybe they use Terrence Ferguson or use somebody else to go get another player. Like that's what he's, that's his purpose this season is cap filler. Yeah. And at $5 million, he's not even good at at filling cap. You know, he's like a body, you know, (laughs) poor Kyle Singler. I I don't know. I I don't really feel bad for him, but yeah. Uh, I saw lots of guys out there that I would rather see on the floor than him. And Hustis who didn't play at all last season, like he looked competent. And for some reason he didn't, on ESPN, they did not give him a block, which makes no sense because he had like one of the most amazing transition blocks in preseason NBA history last night. Uh, he was These things matter. He was great. He he hit a three. He looks like a. He also. This is my sentence for people that aren't that good in the NBA but could get on the floor. He looks like a guy. Like he just looks. He looks like a guy to me. Uh, Daniel Hamilton. The dude was just trying way too much last night. He took too many shots. He was three for eleven uh, with eleven points, uh, but he had, he showed a few flashes that I was like, okay, like maybe he can be something. Uh, and uh, my thought with Hamilton is, are they just going to keep him on the two way deal and not even sign Isaiah Cannon, let him go, let Samaj go, and then he can be like the, you know in case of emergency, bring him in for a few games while somebody gets healthy. Uh, or you can go get somebody off the scrap heap. I just wondered if, if 
I mean, they're trying that. That's what they tried last night. And I wondered if, I just wonder if that's going to be a thing going forward. I'd like to thank Anchor Down for sponsoring today's show. We are having an event at Anchor Down Thursday night. You guys have been hearing about it. Please come. It's going to be really fun. Royce Young, Fred Katz are going to be there to break down the Thunder season. We're going to have uh, bold predictions. It's going to be a really fun show. And Anchor Down is going to provide some great, great food. So, some recommendations for Thursday night. You've got to get some pizza tots because they're really good. Uh, if you got a sweet tooth, these gooey strawberry fritters with vanilla sugar are so good. So if you're done with your meal and you're like, man, I need some sweet, uh, those are delicious. Uh, any of the corn dogs are great. Uh, I, the Roger dog is just your classic corn dog. It's very good. Um, I go with that. And then always the chicken cob salad. And some people might think this is a joke. Like it's not a joke. It's so fresh. It's so good. And it comes with ranch. But if you like spicy, get, ask for some Buffalo sauce with it and just, just go to town because it's delicious. It's a great salad. So fresh. Uh, check out their beer selection. They've got some great beer cocktails. Uh, their house cocktails are also really good. So please come to Anchor Down, get some food, get a drink. You'll be able to take home your down to dunk glass that has our new logo on at the MTV DTD logo. So please come check out Anchor Down. Come listen to our show. Hang out with us. Make sure you come say hi to us. Uh, Come say hi to Royce and to Fred and everybody, too. It's going to be a really fun night. And uh, go eat at Anchor Down really anytime. But if you want a good chance to come check it out, uh, tomorrow night, Thursday, October 5th at 7 p.m. is a great time to do that. I mean, I think one of my big takeaways, because I don't try to take too much away from their performances, but the fact that they tried out, you know, three point guards last night. Samaj Kristen didn't play last night, but... Daniel Hamilton, who they're trying to transition to the point guard position, Isaiah Cannon, and Raymond Felton. I mean, I feel like what the Thunder are doing is just throwing everything they can at the wall and seeing seeing what sticks. Um, Daniel Hamilton looked better last night. I I had the chance to go to Orlando and watch Daniel Hamilton and Josh Hustis play quite a bit, and Daniel Hamilton (laughs) looked absolutely lost. Um, And he still, even last night, he has the habit of jumping up in the air and then trying to find out where he's going to pass it, which is not something that works in the NBA uh, for the record. Not something that works in high school or college basketball either, but definitely not in the NBA. And then Josh Eustace, who looked awesome in Orlando, was the best player on the Thunder team and looked good again last night. I mean, he did Josh Eustace things where he disappeared, you know, when he shouldn't or he's not, you know, being really... um, commanding with the ball and and that's something that he's gonna need more minutes to do mm-hmm. um but I, it, even with daniel hamilton looking good last night i don't think i don't think he's gonna get minutes or be the option you know as that third string point guard um i like raymond felton and isaiah cannon more i just think you know obviously the thunder can't carry all these point guards right so i think what they're gonna do is give all these guys a lot of time in the preseason and just try him out, you know, and see who's going to win those spots. You know, they're only going to carry probably two of these four guys. So we'll see who they are. Yeah. And Cannon got a, he got a lot of minutes last night and he, he looks fine. I, I think that they, I think, I think they I should think, keep him. 
yeah, just from past NBA career um, in games that actually mattered, because, again, I want to remind Thunder fans the last night didn't. Um, <laughs> Isaiah Cannon, I like his game better than Raymond Felton's. And, so, you know, I know some guys, especially on the other Thunder team, are sweet on Raymond Felton and would, you know, get mad that I'm saying anything bad about him. But um, <laughs> I like Isaiah Cannon more just from past NBA experience, but we'll have to see. Yeah, just his ability to shoot, I think, is is a big deal. His size is a, is a concern, um, and that's where I would favor Felton. Is just Felton's got more size. His ability to defend is a lot more than uh, Cannon's is. But I, th- I think that those are fine options, and for the Thunder to have those when last season they didn't really have any good options, I think is a, is I mean- a good sign. I, I came out of Orlando. I wrote an article about, you know, what is the Thunder going to do about the backup point guard position? Because at that time, it was still Samaj Kristen. Right. <laughs> and we are not in that situation now, which makes me happy. Yes, things are much better. Uh, Paul George, too. We haven't mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had some pretty spectacular defensive plays. He had a couple blocks that were that were great. Again, I guess these statisticians care as much about preseason as as we do because <laughs> they didn't record both his blocks. Yeah. Um, but he he played. He struggled offensively to start the game, but stayed engaged defensively. And then in the second half, where he played just a few minutes, uh, he just kind of scorched the earth, which is kind of fun to see. Uh, and overall, it's fun to see a Thunder team that doesn't just die in the half court because, like, now you have Paul George and Carmelo on this team that can manufacture shots out of nothing. Uh, Ray Felton is going to be is going to be fine. Uh, Andre Robertson had maybe had he had the weirdest game of anybody to me. Like he played, he didn't play very well. He, I think, what got him is that air ball three where Chris Paul looked at him, waved him off. And yelled "Hell nah!" after he after he shot the ball and airballed it, and those are those are just those moments for Dre where I I kind of feel for him a little bit because he's trying his best on defense and he's a great defender, uh, but man, like let's let's get off the three point line, my man, because it's, it's not it's not working for you. Yeah, I, I really feel like Andre Robertson is not like other NBA players that have this irrational confidence that you kind of need. You kind of yes. need to be an NBA player. Andre Robertson seems someone that's like harsh on himself. Yeah. He thinks too much. And in something like that where like Chris Paul not respecting him, it was just it was always going to be an air ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Whereas like, you know, if that's J.R. Smith, J.R. Smith looks at you while he's shooting yeah. and swishes it and then <laughs> has something to say down the floor or something like that. So, uh, yeah, I think we're kind of burying the lead, which is like it was cool to see Paul George and Carmelo Anthony playing basketball in Thunder jerseys. Like, yeah, that just took a minute last night where I was like, this is this is the team I root for with yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with these guys on it. And that was that was just really, really cool. I think. The biggest thing um, that people were trying to look into and find last night was who's going to be the number two and who's going to be the number three, yeah. you know, as yeah. if like uh, that was going to be settled last night. Um, and I don't know. I I really I didn't really look too much into that last night, but I do think that amongst NBA players, there's kind of this feeling of like guys just know who, you know, there's kind of like a unspoken alpha dog ranking or order mm-hmm. amongst players. And I, and I think even though Paul George 
might be the better player at this point in his career. I, I kind of think Carmelo Anthony just has that mindset and Paul George knows it. You know, I think it's one of those things that, you know, with the Team USA experience, maybe guys um, defer to someone. And, I, and, I, and I've always said this about Carmelo Anthony. This has been my Carmelo Anthony take. It's like 10 years old at this point, okay? Hey, Carmelo Anthony is a role player, but his role has always been getting buckets and then – the NBA just misvalues that role. Mm-hmm. And and I think it depends on how the Thunder are going to use them. I, I can't wait to see them all three when Russell Westbrook gets back. Um, but I would I would like to see Paul George be in that number two position, and I don't think we know yet if that's how it's going to be. Yeah, and, and some of it last night was that there was a competent defender on Paul George and Trevor Reza, and Ryan Anderson was guarding Melo. And it was just like, all right, feed mellow because he just torched ryan anderson there's nothing he can do and that's where there's going to be a lot of really good mismatches because he's going to play the four all season and that's when the knicks were at their best for that one season when he played the four and i think it's really going to benefit the thunder to see him go against opposing fours night in night out because there's just not a lot of guys that can keep up with him well yeah this is something that the thunder absolutely didn't have last year which is just like Guys who can, you know, it's hard to guard the Thunder this year. It's hard right. to guard a bunch of guys that are six seven to six nine, you know, and can score. It's just, it blows my mind after what we watched last year. But at the same time, I am kind of having nightmare flashbacks to all those times where Russell Westbrook would stand at the top of the key and throw it into Kevin Durant on like the left block extended yeah. and then just stand there and Kevin Durant steps back and he shoots and either makes or misses i mean i'm i am kind of seeing that same sort of thing this year with carmelo anthony uh and that does make me a little bit nervous i i'm hoping that over the course of 82 games and then plus however many in the playoffs that they learn that and change that and maybe billy donovan is the right guy to do that but um that that is I we it, we can't make it all seem like roses last night. The, the offense being super stagnant was definitely something to worry about. Yeah, and I I I don't worry so much about it just because I know Russ without Russ there like everything changes. But yeah. you're, they are going to be stagnant. Like that's that's I think the nature of these guys' careers as offensive players and the nature of like the history of the Oklahoma City Thunder and the kind of guys they have on their team. Uh, there's not a ton of ball movers and there's going to be your turn, my turn type of stuff. And then at times they're going to move the ball and look really good. And other times it's just going to go into mellow in the post or it's going to go to Paul George yep. isolating. And that's just going to be what it is. But yep. I, I still think that it's going to be good enough um, on most, almost every night to beat whatever yep. team it is. I will say this um, in defense, and that is the difference between last year and this year is you have isolation with floor spacing right. versus isolation with a clogged toilet in the lane. You know, <laughs> I, I mean that the difference in that cannot be overstated because mm-hmm. we saw last year just like with the Celtics. You know, look at what Isaiah Thomas did with floor spacing and isolation. It's devastating. And now we have three guys who can isol- score off isolation, and we have more shooters that can spread the floor on the on the floor at the same time. Um, so that makes a huge, huge difference. No question. Yep. 
we got some Twitter questions. A bunch of people asking about Terrence Ferguson. Uh, Kyle Platt's asking about Terrence Ferguson. At Stash Bruh. Uh, we talked about him a little bit. I, yep. He looked good. Like he in one game, he looked like he's trying really. He's trying really hard on defense. He can hit shots. He's a pretty fluid offensive player. Uh, any other thoughts? I'm gonna yeah. I'm just gonna wait and see. Um, especially I want to see against a team that's a little bit like more big and physical. Um, I don't know. Like the Rockets are still the Rockets uh, mm-hmm. defensively. I, I want to see. I, I just want to wait and see. I just want to wait and see on him. Yeah, yeah. That's probably smart. <laughs> um, at Corbin Ford NBA, he's uh, asking if Harden's foul is a dirty play. What do you think? Ooh. That's tough. Um, I don't think. I think it, like it was a dirty play, but at the same time, like Harden wasn't trying to to pull him to the ground. I don't think. Um, I there are times in my life, and I'm no NBA athlete, where you get undercut playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are scary, scary moments, <laughs> and I can see Harden uh, just kind of reaching out, but. In, you know he did pull him down so it is a dirty play but I don't think Harden like meant to pull him down so I don't know maybe I'm coming down in the middle of that uh, maybe the more appropriate response as a Thunder fan is just be like yeah screw Harden uh, it's definitely a dirty play I say we all boo him every time he comes to the peak uh, it was just the the Harden trade was that play and it was just awful. I just hated every second of it because it's like James Harden like pulling the thunder down and like hurting the thunder. Just, I want the record to show that you mentioned the Harden trade, it not a, me. It was, thunder a microcosm, fans, it was a microcosm of the Harden trade. Thunder fans, it. Andrew Schleck mentioned the Harden trade and I didn't. Okay. <laughs> That's all I thought. When I saw that play, I was like, Harden trade, oh no. Um, uh, ben Varghi says, uh, who should be the third string point guard? I think Isaiah Cannon should be, uh, but we'll see. What yeah, I, I agree exactly with that. I think Daniel Hamilton, the two-way contracts give him a chance uh, to be on the roster, but it's not him, and Lord knows it's not Samaj. So, yeah, yeah. Isaiah Cannon. Uh, at Johnny Ho 34 thoughts on the new all-star format mm. and odds on Billy getting the coaching honors? I saw a hilarious tweet this morning because NBA Twitter is awesome. Uh, like, if LeBron and Russell Westbrook were to become the <laughs> the two captains, that would yeah. be the best possible scenario. Because this tweet was like um, LeBron <laughs> staring at Kyrie. I'll take Ron Baker. And Russell Westbrook <laughs> staring at <laughs> Russell Westbrook staring at KD. I'll take Jared Dudley. Yeah, I just I think that would be that would be the best possible scenarios if it's uh, LeBron and Ross. But overall, yeah, this is kind of it's it's almost like um, Bill Simmons is like the sports czar that he always says he wants yep. to be. Yep. Like he, there's been a number of things that he's called for, and then they've actually happened. And this is like one of them. He always talks about who would you pick in a pickup game? Who would you pick? And the, my response has always been, well, you don't do that. Uh, but now you do. So now uh, this is awesome for people like us that like to debate it because <laughs> now we got all season to be talking about people's draft selection in the All-Star game, you know, or what guys like other guys. I mean, I think it, it just makes it more fun in the All-Star game. doesn't matter. So, yeah. Oh, it's going to be so fun. That that particular, I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm sure it, it better be a TV show because if it's not, they're missing a massive opportunity to make some money. Oh, I want a reality show with confessionals and I, and like 
yes. drama. That's what I want. I want them all to like live in a house like The Bachelor or, you know, I, I want just all out drama. Go all out. Yeah. 24 hours in a house. It's like the, yeah. the first night on The Bachelor. And yeah, yeah that's a and, great and Russell Westbrook is like super OCD. And then you got, you know, other guys that are like slobs and there's like tension. And then we cut to like Russell Westbrook being like, man, screw this guy. You know, <laughs> I, that's that's all I want. Uh, it's a it's a fantastic idea because the all star game, if they kept it the same format, was going to be so like no one was going to watch it because the West is just going to kill the East. And now, you know, we'll see what happens. It'll be It'll be at least fun and meaningless and also fun. Um, Man, the next step is to eliminate the conferences from the All-Star game and from the playoffs. It just all together. I think that's the next step. Yeah. And honestly, I think that it probably should happen. Because at this point, it's about ownership and management of these teams. And not that many of these Eastern Conference teams are going to change over in their ownership and management over the next 10 years. And so, let's just make it fair for everybody because the West playoffs is going to be just crazy. And then in the East, you're going to have teams that wouldn't even have a prayer of making it in the West that are going to make it to the second round. I mean, it's, it's, it's getting really bad. And I just don't, I, for five or six or seven years, I've been saying, you know what, it's going to even out. Uh, It's just gotten worse. Well, and this way you can balance the schedules too, uh, which is nice for everybody involved. Western Conference teams don't have to play Western Conference teams way more. Um, that's good. And the the playoffs and the All-Star, you know, I just think like historically you'll look back at some of these Eastern Conference All-Stars and, and be like, what that, you know, what are you? And then you'll look at guys like Mike Conley, who never made an all-star game. Right. Um, and I love Mike Conley. And he, I think, you know, he'd definitely make it if this was split up. So, I don't know. I just think it's better all around. I'm all for that idea. Yep. Uh, at Cody J. Cooper, why can't Houston get more run? And where does he rank on this team? What do you anticipate his role being this year? Uh, I, I hope it's increasing. Um, I like Josh Houston's game a lot. And I think he does the crucial thing for like fringe NBA players, and that's you can put him in the game and he doesn't screw up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, a lot of NBA players, even the ones that do good things, you can't trust them. You know, at certain times in the game because they'll they'll make mistakes. And I, Josh Houston doesn't do that. Um, but I think he and Terrence Ferguson are kind of competing for that same role that you were talking about, like the two, three on the floor at the end of quarters for just a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, Him and Terrence Ferguson. And honestly, Terrence Ferguson at this point might have like the Thunder might have more incentive to play him and see what he has. But I I hope it's Josh Eustace because I like his game a lot. His shooting stroke looks much improved and he's a good defender. Everyone's always known that. Um, I think he's he's definitely a great role player. He could be a great role player. So I I would like to see him more, but I think maybe Ferguson's uh, arrival might might stunt that a little bit. Yeah, I think he should play. I just think that they need to give him a shot. They spent a first-round pick on him. They still don't really know what he is uh, as an NBA guy. So I think they should play him. Uh, I hope that they understand what they have in Kyle this season because they always seem to try him over and over again, and I still think there's still a chance they're going to try him. Uh but I think they should give give that you know eleventh spot because I think the tenth spot I think you're right I think it'll go to Terrence Ferguson I think the eleventh spot should go to 
Josh Eustace and let him get run somewhere. And Billy is going to try a ton of guys. He's going to try a number of different looks. Like last night, there was there were diff- there were times where they played, you know, basically all forwards, and that was it. And mm-hmm. I think that you know, give Josh a chance. To, yeah, to I mean, get in. Think about a lineup that includes Josh Eustace and Andre Robertson and Paul George. Those are three elite defenders who are all switchable six seven six eight. You know that is a, that is a scary lineup right there um, on the defensive side and you know floor spacing. Obviously not Robertson, but <laughs> Paul George and uh, and Josh Eustace can spread the floor too. So. I, I imagine some of those huge lineups that gave the Warriors problems two years ago. Let's not remember that. The thing that gave them problems was our length and our switchability. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Eustace is another guy in that shooting guard, small forward position with size and defensive length and defensive ability. So uh, you, you've got to keep him around. You definitely have to keep him around. Yeah, and he theoretically is what this team needs in a low usage defender who's going to spot up at the three-point line like that's what they need and they need three and d wings and he theoretically is that but let's can we i just don't know why what's why can't we just find out if he is that's my that's been my beef with it all along it's like let's just let's just find out and if he's not then cut him just Mm. just like figure figure it out and they haven't even given him a shot I'd like at least in this preseason, maybe give him a 20 minute plus game. And, you know, at least now let's try him out. Last night he had 14 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. we're not even giving him a chance in the preseason. Right. So <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, run him out there a little bit, maybe early season games too, and see what he has. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Uh, at Bird Terrifier asks, what, what the hell is Mike D'Antoni doing? He. He basically was playing like a playoff rotation last night, which was really odd, really up until the last couple few minutes of the game, where like Trevor Reza played 26 minutes, James Harden played 29 minutes, and they played uh, Mbamute, PJ Tucker, and Eric Gordon off the bench, and that was pretty much it. And then they let all the guys like you, pre- the fun part about preseason, there's all these guys you don't recognize on the floor, and I try to figure out if I know all the guys on the court and I inevitably do not uh, but I did pretty much the whole game with the Rockets <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what, what did you think about Dan Tony last night? Well I, I, on one hand it kind of makes sense right because he doesn't know he's got all these new pieces and he wants to see you know how they could all work together and what lineups could actually work but at the same time dude it's the first preseason game um, he needs to you know they need to see who they're going to cut you know, all the rosters are way too big at this point. So yeah, I, it was confusing. It was it was definitely confusing. Um, but we saw CP3 and Harden and Ariza and you know how those guys might play together. And who knows exactly what the Houston staff was looking for. But uh, I I don't know. I feel like that's something you do closer to the beginning of the season. Yeah. So. I, I was I was definitely surprised by it. I admit, and they got, they got the win. You know what I mean? It's all about getting wins, right? So that's yeah. why they did it. Yeah, and I don't know. They're going to be really good. I mean, this is they're going to shoot a ton of threes. I think they took like fifty five threes last night or something like that, which is just insane. And you'd like to see the Thunder do something like that you know, with this team now that they have, like the Thunder have a lot of three-point shooters. They took only half the number or less than half the number of threes mm-hmm. that the that the Rockets did. You like to see the Thunder take more threes. You like to see Paul George take more than three 
um, in his 26 minutes. Uh, but you know they're gonna they're gonna fire those threes, and if they make a decent percentage of them, they hit forty three percent. They're gonna win probably most every game that they do that. Uh, but they're gonna be good. They're gonna be a, a challenger to the Thunder for that two spot, and I think that I think that you'd have to give them the edge. But I still still would not um, count the Thunder out in getting that two spot. Uh, Matt, thanks for being on the show today. We can follow you on Twitter at Mister Matt Craig. Uh, we can follow your stuff on dailythunder.com, also The Athletic, at The Athletic CBB. Uh, anything else going on? Anything to look for? That's it. College basketball for the field house and NBA for Daily Thunder. That's what Perfect. it is. Thank you, Matt. Uh, also, if you guys want to hear a season preview podcast, we're going to do a live one uh, tomorrow night, October 5th. At Anchor Down, we'll be there. We'll start the pod at seven o'clock. We'll be there at six o'clock, hanging out, eating some food. Uh, so come join us. Grab some great food. Uh, grab a beverage. We have our custom down to dunk glasses that we'll have there tomorrow night that you can take home with you. Royce Young will be there. Fred Katz will be there. We'll be breaking down everything Thunder this season. So please come join us. It's going to be super fun, and we will see you guys tomorrow night.